0: Welcome to the Enter the Kingdom podcast, where our goal is to equip listeners with the tools they'll need to not only enter the kingdom of heaven here and now, but remain in the kingdom that Jesus ushered in 2,000 years ago. I'm your host, Harrison Watson, and in 2018, God called me out from the world for this purpose and many others. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. All right. So this is the very first episode of the Enter the Kingdom podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, Here are the few things that we're going to be discussing today. So first, I'm going to start off by introducing myself a bit and the uh, ministry that God has been developing me for over the past few years. Uh, In this, we'll get into talking about the Bible and the approach that God has had me using over the last few years. Uh, I think these things are kind of important because it kind of lays uh, the groundwork for the type of work that we'll be doing together on the show. And then uh, finally, we're going to dive into some of the key fundamentals of what it means to Enter and remain in the kingdom that Jesus ushered in 2,000 years ago. Um, it is a real kingdom. It exists here and now, and those who choose to live by it are afforded the opportunity to live in it here and now and receive all of the promises of the Bible for yourself again here and now. So uh, it's vitally important to kind of understand that, you know, a lot of us think that the kingdom of heaven is some distant future, and certainly. There is, there are portions of the fullness of the kingdom that um, will be ushered in, as the Book of, Re- of Revelation talks us talks to us about. But um, that doesn't mean that it's not here and now. It actually is, uh, and so we'll talk more about that. And at the tail end of the episode, I'm just going to, you know, be introducing the first topic that we'll be covering, uh, that kind of dives into the material a little bit more deeply. So uh, today's little Broad strokes overview. Uh, I do, however, encourage you to listen to this episode all the way through as it really sets the stage for the work that we're going to be doing together uh, over the coming episodes. All right. Well, let's get started then, shall we? The second to last topic that I discussed in the breakdown of what this episode will cover uh, is really the entire purpose for the show, Uh, and that is to let everybody know that the kingdom of heaven is here and now. It is available to anyone who chooses to live by it, and those who do live by this kingdom alone are not only completely unattached from the kingdom of this world, but also eligible to receive all of the promises that God makes in the Bible for themselves. You know, we'll be diving into this more throughout the entire show as well as touch on it a little bit more later in the show, but you know, that, that's really a pretty great segue into sharing a bit of, about my story so that you can understand that. I'm not just some quack who has decided to make a podcast to try and convince you of something but then indeed I've seen and experienced this truth in my own life and with my own eyes so um, like every single one of the original 12 disciples I don't have any of what the world would consider to be the standard credentials to be speaking on this topic I didn't go to seminary, seminary school sorry I didn't go to seminary school uh, before three years ago I never really spent much time talking about this topic, and uh, I've volunteered at churches before and spoken at them, you know, over the past few years, not a ton, but some, Uh, but outside of that, you know, I've never been in the pastoral ministry before. Um, You know, God really trained me as an entrepreneur as I was coming up. I had my first business when I was five years old. Uh, I went around, you know, in that business, my business was to go around just finding stones that I thought were pretty on the ground. Uh, and I painted them and sold them door to door. So I even had a top customer list that I would continue to sell to. All those types of things that uh, uh, an aspiring five-year-old entrepreneur might think to do. I graduated from The Ohio State University with a degree in international studies. And while I was in college, I also had a full-time marketing marketing agency. Um, you know, By the time I was 30 years old, I, I really had everything that the world had to offer. I had a nice house on a half acre of land in the best school district of the state. I had a German sports car in the garage. I had enough money to do whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, and enough freedom from the day-to-day work that I could travel wherever I wanted, whenever I wanted. Uh, You know, most people might kind of consider that to be the peak of you know what the world had to offer. You know, that was certainly those were certainly the expectations that I had. Uh, what everything that I had been striving for. But, you know, I got to that point and I kind of realized that everything I had accomplished was exactly, uh, you know, what I had wanted previously. And, you know, the only thing that I could really do was kind of rinse and repeat for the next, you know, 40 to 60 years or however God, however long God let me live. But it it, it really wasn't enough. Uh, It felt empty. And all I was doing essentially was helping myself to whatever I wanted in life. And I know that, that seems strange to those who might still be chasing this dream, but, but I'm telling you, when I got there, it really is empty. Um, at least it was for me. And I, and I think it probably would be for a lot of other people too, if that's what you're chasing. Um, and really, it was, it was at that time that I started to lean back into my faith a little bit. I knew who God was, uh, though I certainly was not making him a priority of my life, like at all. Mostly I'd come to him when I needed something, and whenever he delivered, i just, you know, stopped focusing on him again until the next time I needed something. You know, basically treating God as my, you know, own personal genie. Uh, And I don't say that lightly, and I'm I'm definitely not proud of it, but I'm I'm just trying to be honest because I feel it's important that everyone understands just how non-credentialed and not perfect I am. Uh, and was when all this stuff started to come together, so that you can understand the rest of what I'm, you know, going to tell you about, and, and truly realize that this is for everyone. It, it really is available to everyone. You know, I, it's really, really important to understand. So, um, around that time, you know, kind of when I was having this epiphany of, you know, I have everything, but it's, it's just empty, God really started nudging me back to remember the things that he had told me about and showed me previously in my life. Things that I was always too busy uh, for because I was chasing what I thought was the right thing to do. Uh, It was also at this point that I started to realize kind of how far away I had really come from what God had shown me he wanted me to do, Uh, you know, really starting probably back when I was around 22 years old. So uh, it was also at that same time that God was kind of showing to me that some of my interpersonal relationships and my professional relationships and positions weren't really well aligned to do what he had called me to do either. So I kind of kept those things in the back of my mind, but because I didn't really know what to do with them just yet, uh, and I had a lot of other things going on, I, d- I didn't really act on them, uh, but I knew I needed to get, out of what I was doing. That was the that was kind of what was abundantly clear. I knew that I needed to get out of what I was doing at that time and start working on what God had shown me because there was just a, what's the best way to say it? There was just a peace and uh, an internal nudging. It was like, yeah, you got to do this. This is the thing. Uh, and so at some point, you know, perhaps God will have me share the full story of, you know, how this kind of came to fruition. But for now, God made it, just really abundantly clear over time and prayer that he wanted me to leave what I was doing and begin to work on the vision that he had shown me. So in 2018, I left the marketing agency that I had built from the ground up that I had helped build from the ground up uh, with nothing but a promise from God on him helping me fulfill the vision uh, he had given me and, and the faith to begin that journey uh, that, you know, now looking back, you know, I'm really starting to see it really has changed my life forever for the better. Uh, and, and really I had, very little I had a little bit of savings uh, but really no other plan just a promise from God and so nearly three and a half years to the day from when that journey began I can tell you that it has absolutely been tough and scary at times and it has required me to really trust God in a way that I had never done or really seen anyone else in my life do uh, but but God has fulfilled every promise to me that he's ever made and then some so, I'm speaking to you today because this podcast is really another step in that vision that God gave me, uh, to, to help share with others what he's done and how you truly can trust him with everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything. Uh, and and really that, that probably brings us to our next topic, which is the approach to the Bible that God has given me over, over the years, uh, to help stand on his word and watch him deliver on his promises. Um, Some people, you know, they take the Bible as a form of symbolism. Some people take the Bible as something very literal. And many people are kind of in between those two approaches. What God has kind of shown me throughout this journey is that when you combine reading the Word with the leadership of the Holy Spirit to guide you in what to read and how to read the Word of God, uh, that the Bible is truly a living book. It's very, very real, and it should be taken very literally when you combine it with the Holy Spirit's guidance and should be seen as an actual tool to share with you not only what's going on in the world around you, but also show you the things that you need to work on yourself and even provide specific guidance for your day-to-day circumstances that you find yourself in, uh, both the small and big tasks. So I'll give you an example of that. You know, every morning I kind of start off my morning by... You know, waking up and thanking God for the things that he's given me. Just really trying to focus on what are the good things in my life. And sometimes, uh, you know, it's it's something simple. Like, God, thank you for a roof over my head. You know, it's starting to get cold. Thank you that I have a warm bed to sleep in every night. Thank you that I have food. Thank you for the rest that you've given me. Thank you for all, you know, it, when there's a something big that he's just done, I certainly take more time to thank him for that. But then I, I, I asked, I was like, God, today is your day. Please tell me what you would like me to do. What are the things that you want me to do with your day today? So, you know, that's an example, and we'll get into some more. But I um, want, wanted to kind of give you that. But, you know, Jesus kind of lived this life. Uh, he says it in a couple of different ways. Um, you know, he says in John that he never did anything that his, that his father did not show him to do or that he did not see his father doing. Uh, and he never spoke anything that, he, that his father did not give him to speak. That's John 5:19, and I believe John 12:49. 49. Um, and, and really, we should take the life of Jesus from the Bible that, that we're shown. Uh, to be our template or blueprint for how we should live. We should use the Bible to to shatter any preconceived notions that we have about what is real and what isn't real. We should use the Bible to help us truly understand the truth in all things. Everything that you will ever need in life, this is my firm belief, everything that you will ever need in life is in the Bible. I'm 100% convinced of it and I've staked my very existence on the truth found in the Bible, and God has shown it to be true. So, Jesus said that he is the way, the truth, and the life. This means that in order to enter the kingdom, we must do what Jesus did, follow his example. Does this mean that we need to be physically crucified to enter the kingdom? No, it doesn't mean that. Jesus did this once and for all, but it does mean that we need to throw out everything we thought we know or everything we think we know about life. we got to throw away our own desires. And we have to follow God and his word with all of our heart, soul, and strength, and our minds. You know, before Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit was only available to those whom God kind of handpicked to receive it. You know, in the Old Testament, this was the prophets. Jesus created the way. And God, through Jesus, created this way for us to have fellowship with God walk as he walked in that when we believe in what God did through Jesus's life, that we can receive the Holy Spirit and have direct communion with God and through obedience to God's word and with the guidance of the Holy Spirit in all things at all times, God will complete our work together. You know, his work for our life or your life through you, you know, there's some fundamental things that you need to understand about this. Um, the Bible tells us not to jump in to something without fully considering the cost. That's Luke 14, 28 to 30. You know, when you, when you choose this life, your life is no longer your own. You cannot serve God's desires and your own desires until such a time as the Holy Spirit has made them one. You know, Jesus says, I and the father are one. What does he mean by that? He meant that, his desires were God's desires, that they truly were operating in unison. So, you know, how does this kind of tangibly look? Well, when you wake up, you don't consider your own desires, but you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things he will provide for you. That's Matthew 6, 34. You know, this is literal and it's very important. God has grace for the moments as we're growing but alignment and relationship with God and obedience to God's call in your life is paramount to entering the kingdom. You know, Entering the kingdom is being one with the Father. Remaining in the kingdom means to remain one with the Father. Again, Jesus said he and his Father are one. What he meant by this was that, again, his desires were God's desires. His work was God's work. His life was to live out that which God had given him. That is the way to enter the kingdom. I'll give you two short examples to kind of drive this part home, or this point home. Uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus is sitting there. and He's crying out to God, and he's you know he's asking him, God, if it's possible, please take this cup from me. He's asking him if it's possible to to fulfill your will in any other way. Please take this from me. He was anguished to the point of death, but Jesus finished. This moment with nevertheless, not what I will, but your will be done. And then Jesus went to the cross submitting his own will for the will of the father, even though it wasn't what he wanted to do himself in the flesh. This is important. This is the way, the truth and the life. That's probably the best example of of the type of personal sacrifice coming from Jesus, who is the best example of how we're supposed to live. Um, you know, that, that is the type of personal sacrifice it takes to truly enter the kingdom, here and now, and remain in it. But there's another example as well, and it speaks to self-control and alignment in another way. You know, Jesus took his day-to-day commands from God via the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, we have to do the same to, to enter and remain in the kingdom. You know, we'll dive again into the specifics throughout the show um, and, and show examples. But another example of when Jesus did this... So when his friend Lazarus died, you know, Jesus told his friends or his disciples that, you know, Lazarus was dead. You know, he he knew he was sick beforehand and still waited a few days to go there. So let's think about this. You know, Jesus is, you know, he's already been healing everybody. He knows that God has shown him that he has the power to heal through him. And he knew his friend Lazarus, whom he loves, and we know that he loves, that he loves Lazarus and everybody who's there. Because it says in the midst of that story in John that Jesus wept when he saw how sad the people were. But Jesus waited until after Lazarus had been dead for multiple days. Think about you. Just just put yourself in Jesus' shoes and try, like... Try to put yourself in a situation where you know you have that power to do those things. What would you want to do? I can tell you right now that my personal thought would be, I'd like to go save my friend Lazarus' life. But Jesus didn't do that. Why didn't he do that? He didn't do it because he was waiting on God to tell him to go. He trusted God enough to know that God would still take care of the situation. But he wanted to make sure that God got the glory and not he himself. You, you notice how everybody, uh, when Jesus does these healings, they're giving him all the glory. But in this situation, and you know Jesus gets glory from this as well, as he should. In this situation, it was Jesus' heart to wait for God so that God could show everybody who he truly was, the resurrection, a, a, a different type of power. You know, there, there's another story where Jesus is, he, he brings a girl to life, but that was done in a very private setting. You know, this was all pushing towards the time of the crucifixion. This was a problem. When Lazarus died and the church heard about this, that caused a lot of other chain reactions. So, by waiting on God's timing, and waiting for God, who who is the only one who knows what's going to happen 30 seconds from now, by waiting, and, and the only one who knows how to truly complete His purpose, not only for our lives but for the whole world, Jesus was obedient to that point, not only to the point of going to the cross, when in His flesh He was scared, and who wouldn't be. But also in this time to not take the power that God had given him unto himself, but to wait on God, trusting that God knew better. And for that, God was able to bring together this beautiful tapestry of not only showing people who Jesus was, another sign of who Jesus was and what he meant. He was able to bring somebody back to life, but he was also able to start the chain reaction of events that would lead to the cross and lead to all of us being able to receive the Holy Spirit. This is why we have to absolutely focus on God's timing. You know, this is the type of obedience that one has to be willing to have and be willing to follow. If we don't have it, we can't enter and remain in the kingdom. You know, those are the two, you know, two good examples of the fundamental principles of what it means to both enter and remain in the kingdom, but they need to be expounded upon, and that's exactly what we're going to do in this podcast, uh, to show you the way that Jesus did this, help you apply it to your own life, as, as well as I'll give some personal testimonies to how I've seen God do many miraculous things through following this path. Have I been perfect at it? Nope, absolutely not. But I strive every day to continue to grow with God And trust in his love and grace in the process and just continue to reach forward and try to do the best that I can, not by my might, but by God's and following the Holy Spirit. Um, So that's kind of what I wanted to cover in this topic uh, for this episode. But, you know, in the next episode, we're going to dive into the first steps uh, to getting started on this journey. And some examples from Jesus' own story. Uh, If you want to do some independent study before uh, the next episode, we'll be diving into Matthew 3 and 4. I do encourage you to to go ahead and read it beforehand and spend time with God really diving into what uh, it says and what it really means for you personally. And our next episode will be coming out, um, God willing, next Monday. Uh, It's really my hope that we'll be able to do a weekly episode um, and so, again, God willing, that's what we'll do. And I, 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 before we kind of shut this episode down, though, I, I want to leave you with a thought-provoking verse. And one that really opened my eyes. And, you know, know that come to know that I, I had a lot more to learn. And that I, what I had previously thought about my belief in God and Jesus clearly wasn't aligning with what Jesus told us. Uh, the expectations were. So this is uh, from John 14, verse 12, where he said, uh, New King James Version, Truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. So Jesus is telling us that if we believe in him, we will do the works that he was doing. He was healing the sick and the blind, resurrecting people from the dead. And he says it will do even greater things than that, because he's going to the Father. So ask yourself these questions. Have you done these same types of works that Jesus has done? Have you healed the sick through your hands, or given sight to the blind? Have you seen God do these things through you? If not, then the only conclusion that we can come to is that our idea of belief must not be the same as what Jesus expects of those who believe in him. You know, come back next time and we'll start diving into the first steps uh, of what this type of belief is. And, and I tell you the truth when I say that I have seen God do miraculous things through my hands and through the life that He has given me. And again, it's not me, but, but I'm, I want to tell you that if you're truly willing to follow this and see it through, He will do the same through you. I made it clear that I am not special. There is no reason why God should be able to do these types of things through my life. And just as his word says, you will be able to, if you choose to follow this way, the truth and the life that Jesus has set before us. That's all for today. Thanks for being a part of the show. We'll see you next time. Until then, I pray for God's blessing over your life and that he would show you the truth of his word and these words that you've heard today. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us on the Enter the Kingdom podcast today. If you enjoyed this message, please consider subscribing and sharing it with other people whom you think it may encourage as well. Our next episode will be available on Monday, November 29th, and we'll be covering Matthew 3 and 4 from a kingdom perspective. God bless. We'll see you next Monday.